0: That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. You will notice that you are hearing my voice and not that of joe biden nor kamala harris why is that well l- listen i, I don't want to jump to any conclusions i don't think this is an indication of how they intend to run the country should they be elected but but the press conference has been postponed no I- i'm not making that up i, I swear i uh, just moments ago uh, got a text message forwarded to me from the campaign saying that uh the biden harris event now scheduled for approximately 4:30 eastern that's 2:30 our time and so as we've been led to believe throughout the morning, uh, the, the press conference, which we expected to be kicking off right now, has been uh, postponed for a while. I'll tell you uh, even more background info. Uh, yesterday we were told that it was going to happen uh, even earlier in the day. And so this is the the second postponement. And, uh, you know, I, I laugh and joke and uh, make light of that. But the, the truth is you, you never know uh, what leads to these postponements. And so, uh, you know, until you have a reason, you really shouldn't make jokes, as I've been doing uh because you just don't know you don't know what's going on and so uh we will uh bring it to you uh as uh, it becomes available when they take to the microphone which now we expect to happen at about two uh we'll, we'll then bring to you live the first joint appearance of joe biden and kamala harris as running mates so uh, that's coming up and in the meantime i have a story for you I- i've told you uh much about my family you know about how i met my wife Uh, here at KSL. She was a a television producer uh, for the morning uh, TV news, Uh, worked with the greats in the morning there. uh, And that was during a day when I was the producer of the Doug Wright program. Uh, Each morning, uh, I would report for duty early and she would be uh, producing her television program. And uh, we would cross paths in the newsroom. And uh, my rule had been forever, you know, you don't Uh, You don't don't, don't socialize too much with the folks that you work. You don't date someone in in the workplace. My attitude forever had been, that can only go poorly. Well, (laughs) uh, when I met this one, uh, I had to throw the rules out the window. And so, uh, thus commenced uh, an effort on my part uh, to court this young woman, right? She had a reputation of being uh, outdoorsy, uh, an athlete of sorts, and I... Uh, was not so much, and I'm not now. Uh, but I've tried to, I've tried to make up, and tried to become uh, a little more fit in uh, in recent years. Anyway, I was scrambling for things to talk about with this uh, young woman in the newsroom. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to say things to her that uh, communicated uh, strength and athleticism and adventurous, uh, an adventurous attitude. And I had recently had a conversation with my dad, uh, where he told me a story. About JFK and fitness. Yeah, JFK and fitness. It dates back to the 1960s, uh, and the story very basically goes this way: uh, in in 1963, there were some conversations going on uh, about what should be the physical requirements of uh, of a United States Marine. There had been some Roosevelt papers which indicated uh, a belief held by Roosevelt that uh, a U.S. Marine ought to have the physical capabilities of traversing 50 miles on foot uh, over the course of three days. Well, uh, JFK, the president at the time, he uh, read those papers and thought, mm, you know what, uh, three days, that's a, that's a long time. I think maybe, I think maybe a Marine should be able to cover 50 miles uh, in, in just one day. And not only that, I think, I think the members of my own cabinet should be able to cover fifty miles in one day. All right, he he may have made that last comment in jest, but uh, you know he being the, the the competitive guy that he was, and coming from a family uh, of athletic people, he reached down uh, to his brother Bobby Kennedy, serving at the time. Uh, as Attorney General of the United States. And uh, JFK at the time had some back troubles. And so he couldn't exactly put his own money uh, where his mouth was and hike those 50 miles. And so he asked his younger brother, Bobby, if Bobby would uh, essentially put his money uh, where JFK's mouth was and show off to the cabinet and the world that uh, that a member of uh, the JFK's cabinet could in fact cover 50 miles in a day. And so... Uh, Bobby said, "Okay, yeah, no problem. I can do that. No problem. No problem at all. And so that very day, wearing Oxfords and uh, a regular business suit, Bobby Kennedy, along with some advisors and a dog, uh, they set out to walk from Potomac, Maryland to Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. They did so uh, along a towpath that runs along a canal connecting Potomac, Maryland and Harper's Ferry. And my dad told me that story. And in my effort to be impressive to this young woman I was courting, I sent her a link to an interview which was granted by one of those advisors who completed the 50-mile walk with Bobby Kennedy. And she, uh, she responded to it uh, by saying, hey, you know, I think we could do that. And I thought, whoa, whoa, hey, hold on a second. And I, I thought it might be just fun to talk about a little bit of history here. Uh, and she says, no, 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 we got to do it. And so it was that one of the first dates uh, between uh, myself and my wife, that one of our first dates was uh, walking 50 miles, replicating uh, what had been done by Bobby Kennedy in the 1960s. And so uh, there uh, is a little story about my background and how I got to uh, get close to to my wife. Uh, We have since traveled out to Washington, D.C., and we did uh, exactly the walk. Uh, by, uh, by, by Bobby Kennedy, we did the 50 miles from Potomac, Maryland to Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. In fact, I, uh, we did it with Bobby Kennedy's granddaughter. It was a fascinating, uh, fascinating experience. And what it did was it made me aware of the absolute uh, affection for physical fitness held by the Kennedy family, specifically JFK, as he reinvigorated physical education here in the United States. Uh, ultimately uh, reestablishing the President's Council on Youth Fitness. In fact, uh, the the council distributed thousands of publicity kits to radio and TV stations encouraging physical fitness uh, and enlisted uh, Meredith Wilson. And if you uh, are into musicals, you'll recognize that name, the creator of Broadway's The Music Man. Uh, the, The charge was to write a song for children to exercise to, the song Chicken Fat, was then sung by the star of The Music Man, Robert Preston.
0: Push-up every morning, ten times. Push-up starting low. Once more on the rise, nuts till the flabby guy.
1: No, I'm not sure a song like that, Go You Chicken Fat Go, I'm not sure uh, if that would fly today, but I do still believe in the importance of physical fitness. Uh, I believe that P.E. in school is important, and as the coronavirus has made its way through... Uh, this country, I have been nervous about how PE classes will be handled. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, uh, we're going to hear from JFK himself, some of his attitudes about physical fitness, and we'll be speaking with a physical education teacher from right here in Utah. You see what the plans are for physical education here in the state of Utah. How will they instill uh, the importance of phys ed to students here in the coronavirus era? That's coming up on Live mic. I'm Leland Berry in this. Is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to live, Mike. I'm Lee Lonsbury. The story I told before the break there is, is true. Yeah, my wife and I, for one of our first dates, we barely knew each other. We walked 50 miles side by side. Yeah, it was part of, uh, of a challenge, which was made popular in the 60s by uh, by JFK and his brother Bobby Kennedy. There uh, across the country were a number of 50-20 challenges they called them, uh, 50 miles under 20 hours. And my wife and I, we did that. And I'm not sure if I would recommend it to others, but for us, it was perfect. It was a way to uh, endure uh, much physical discomfort while attempting to to maintain some some grace and composure because, uh, you know, we're both trying to impress one another and and to stay strong and stay graceful. You know, we pulled it off, and we've been married now for almost six years and have a a little baby between us, a beautiful little piper. And it was all because of... Uh, a commitment to, to physical education, I believe. JFK uh, felt very strongly about that. I want to wrap up uh, a little bit of his uh, thoughts before I welcome my next guest. You heard that silly song, uh, Go You Chicken Fat Go, a song uh, which was written by uh, Meredith Wilson, creator of the Music Man, sung by the star of that musical. Uh, well, at around that same time uh, and around the time of the uh, establishment Uh, and the reinvigoration of the President's Council on Youth Fitness, Uh, JFK, through that council, distributed some 200,000 copies of a new physical fitness book to schools in six states as part of a test program. Uh, Children who went through the test program performed better, it turns out, in physical fitness tests, and Kennedy expressed his hope that it would expand. And I hope when we have seen the astonishing results which we have seen from our work in a few schools across the country where we've been able in the short space of two and three months to change the physical habits and strength of our children, that this will spread to every school district in the United States. The reason I bring this up is because I feel strongly in the importance of physical education. I think it's good for the mind. It's, of course, good for the body. And in this new era of the coronavirus, it's particularly challenging for physical education teachers uh, to to meet their objectives and to keep these children uh, physically fit. Uh, Even more uh, difficult when the uh, when the teaching, when the instruction is happening uh, remotely. Uh, So last few thoughts from Kennedy here going back. Kennedy called on the nation to embrace physical fitness and to teach it in the homes and at school. A country uh, is as strong, really, as its citizens. And I think that mental and physical health, mental and physical vigor, go hand in hand. I hope that uh, we will not find a day in the United States when all of us are spectators, except for a few who are out on the field. I hope all Americans will be on the field. That is, they will concern themselves with the education of their children, with the physical development of their children, The participation in the vigorous life, and then also as their children get older, inculcate into them a desire to maintain that vigor through their normal life. Joining me now is Darby Freeland, physical education teacher at Copper Hills High School, also a tennis coach. Uh, Darby, first off, thanks for joining me. And second, let me ask you how will you approach your responsibility to teach physical education come this school year?
0: Well, thanks for having me on. you know, this has been a really interesting situation for all teachers, but I think especially for us as physical education teachers, we're just trying to take it day by day um, because we're getting news and different procedures on a daily basis. Um, so it's it's creating a little bit of a challenge for us to make sure that our kids are getting the physical fitness that they need, um, but also the fun that they need. So. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure that out and make sure that we have like a quality program in place.
1: Why, why is it important? Why is this type of education important to children?
0: Kids need to move. I think when they create the habits of movement, sports, activities, at a young age, it it follows them through their entire life. And it's important because I agree with what President Kennedy said, that the mental fitness goes with the physical fitness. If we're a physically fit person, usually the mental part of things follows suit. And so a lot of people don't think that this is an important thing right now, but physical fitness and health are two of the most important things that people can do because it it helps with all of the other aspects of life.
1: What will class look like as things start?
0: You know, we just had a meeting this morning, and there's still a, there's still a few unknowns. Um, right now we're being uh, directed to focus on a lot of fitness. And so for us as PE teachers, I think um, as long as we can go outside for the first part of the year, uh, that's where you'll see a lot of us is probably outside doing different activities with our kids, Uh, Trying to keep within those standards of social distancing, but also trying to make it fun for our kids and make it an enjoyable experience. Uh, Maybe not necessarily so much uh, sports directed as fitness
1: directed. Mm. What's on tap? Uh, Yoga? Calisthenics? What what do you think you'll do? (laughs)
0: We offer, um, at the school that I'm at, we offer a lot of yoga classes, and I know that's really been very popular among many of the schools.
1: T- to tell the me state. about that. How do the students respond to yoga? Because I, I think that even though you know we're a very uh, you know progressive people these days and, and yoga is certainly mainstream, there are still going to be some students who come and say, oh, yoga, that's for weirdos. How do they respond <laughs> when it's yoga day in the gym class?
0: Yeah, You know, we have a lot of kids here that they love it. They really enjoy it. Our, our teacher that um, teaches our yoga classes does a phenomenal job. She takes so many different aspects of yoga. It's not just, hey, kid, here's your mat, yeah. and now we're just going to like meditate. She takes them through all of it, teaches them the poses, and I think a lot of them have really grown to appreciate what yoga can do for them and their mental well-being
1: yeah i i'll admit that I until just a few short years ago was one of those who thought uh yoga that's uh well i don't know about that uh, and my wife, who very much is into yoga, invited me a few years back to uh to accompany her to one of these yoga retreats where uh, that's an, that's an, pretty tense experience, and it was through that experience that I learned. Oh my gosh, this is not only physically taxing, uh, but at the end of it, you do end up feeling pretty great. So I, I admire you for having that uh, in the, the, curriculum. How about this? Can you play dodgeball? You're supposed to stay far apart that way, right?
0: We are supposed to stay, stay far apart. Um, we've, from right now, the, the last email that I got basically is saying that we're, um, trying to avoid contact sports. Okay. Anything that would uh, create students being close to one another um, and using a lot of equipment, yeah. so that's where, that's kind of where the struggle is because for us, um, yeah, we can put them through a fitness curriculum, but I mean a lot of kids take a team sports class because they want to play team sports in the class. Um, so I, I feel like we're probably going to have to find some creative juices here to make sure that we're um, meeting the kids' needs. And also, what they kind of view as a PE class. Yeah. Um, for for example, the for example the team sports class, they want to play team sports in the class, and so we're just going to have to find a way to do it uh, and do it safely. So we're still kind of in the planning stages um, and knowing what we can and cannot do. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, listen, Darby, I admire you. I am grateful to you for the service you're rendering these children. And I don't envy the challenge you're facing, but uh, I'm confident you'll pull it off. Uh, and that the benefits experienced by these children will be great. And uh, for whatever it's worth, let me tell you that, uh, that some of my uh, closest relationships and some of the teachers I look back on uh, the most fondly from my days uh, in junior high and high school and even before that uh, were the gym teachers. I learned incredible mm-hmm. lessons from them, uh, and they are important people in my life, and you occupy that role in the lives of those young people you teach. So thank you for that yeah, and thank keep you. up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Uh, Darby Freeland, physical education teacher at Copper Hills High. How the heck are they going to pull off gym class in this new coronavirus era? Uh, I don't envy the responsibility of answering that question. Uh, quick break. When we return, we're going to pick up a conversation that started yesterday, and it has to do with guns in airports. How do they get there? Why? The, the answer I'll propose might surprise you. I'll share it with you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.